Well, good morning and welcome to K1. We are so glad to worship with you today. If you are new with us this morning, my name is Andrew. I'm the lead pastor here. Thank you for sharing in life together with us. Well, I'd like to welcome you back to the third week of our sermon series called Reset Your Relationship. Say it with me. Reset Your Relationship. If you haven't been with us for a few weeks, what we are doing is investing in marriages that already exist, as well as preparing future marriages for the tools they need to center their marriage on Jesus Christ. Even if you don't think you are going to get married at all or ever again, stay with me because you might be able to speak truth into someone else's life by what you have learned. Uh, If you're taking notes, write this down. It's our key thought for the series. Here it is. The secret to a successful relationship is not finding the right one. The secret to a successful relationship is getting right with the one, the Lord Jesus Christ. So, So often, we get it backwards. We think, if I can just find the white one, uh, Mr. Right, Miss Perfect, if I could just find the white one, then I would be fulfilled. Then I would be happy. But our key verse for the series says otherwise. When it comes to our relationships, to, uh, to, um, Psalm 127 1 says this, unless the Lord builds the house. Unless who? The Lord builds the house. Its builders labor in vain. Unless Jesus becomes the very center of everything we do, we build in vain. Today, our third week, we are going to answer the call to fight right. Fight right. And what we are going to find in this sermon series is that not only in our marriages, but in every relationship of our life, fights are not the problem. Every couple, every family I know, it's going to fight. The question is whether we know how to fight right. According to researchers at the University of Utah, 93% of couples who fight dirty will be divorced in 10 years or less. 93%. In fact, researchers can now predict within a 94% accuracy whether or not the couple will stay married, a uh, 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 couple will stay married based solely on how they fight. Not whether they fight, but how they fight. That reminds me of the story I heard about a grandson asking the grandpa, Grandpa, how, uh, after 65 years, you still call grandma beautiful, honey, baby? I want to do that when I am old like you. What's the secret? What's the secret? The grandpa paused for a moment. And then said, the secret is that I forgot her name five years ago, and I am scared to death to ask her. 
<laughs> that is <laughs> one way to avoid the argument, <laughs> but it's not the most practical way. So back by popular man, uh, let's welcome Pastor, um, Pastor, um, uh, <laughs> let's welcome my honey <laughs> back to the stage, <laughs> Pastor Simone. <laughs> Uh, we are going to do a role play today. We have so many um, um, comments, uh, not necessarily good comments, but comments nonetheless uh, that we are bringing hit back. So, baby, are you ready? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so the first one has to do with criticism. Uh, the number one source of conflict in our marriage today is criticism. It goes like this. Baby, what are you doing today? Oh, nothing. What are you doing today? Baby, I am so... Um, I <laughs> 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 Baby, when you flash your eyes, at, uh, blue eyes at me, I am uh, uh, madly in love. I am... All I want to do is to be with you. My eyes are not blue. <laughs> oh, really? What are they You're then? Hazel. Well, blue, hazel, close enough. No, it's not anywhere close. Jeez, <laughs> uh, 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 why are you getting so angry? I'm not angry. You're the one inconsiderate. Um, uh, me, inconsiderate? You're the one who is inconsiderate. Oh, I'm not inconsiderate for crying out loud. You're the one who's not nice. Oh, you know, well, you are the one who's a meanie. I'm not. <laughs> Aim to. No, I'm not. Aim to. I'm not. Aim to. R2. R2. <laughs> I am not meanie. Oh, my word. I'm leaving. Uh, you can't leave. I'm leaving. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's criticism. That's criticism. That critical comment that leads toward making someone feel bad about themselves and want to fight back. Secondly, we have contempt. If criticism is a number one source of conflict in our marriage, contempt is the deadliest. So, baby, what are you doing today? Oh, nothing probably. <laughs> what are you doing today? Uh, oh, baby, uh, when, I, um, when you flash those blue eyes at me, I am just uh, falling in love with you all over They're again. They're not blue. They're not? No. Brown? No. Green? No. Black? No, they're <laughs> hazel. <laughs> um, uh, you didn't write. Uh, I, uh, sorry, I thought they were blue. How can you say they're blue? We've been married 11 years. You should know by now. Um, what color are my eyes? Oh, of course I know that. They're brown. Um, what color is my hair? You don't have any hair. Uh, nose hair? <laughs> Gross. I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that's contempt. <laughs> Making the other person feel so bad about themselves. Uh, that uh, that uh, small insignificant in the eyes of your spouse, your fiancé, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, even God himself. <laughs> One more, <laughs> and that is hardness of heart. Hardness of heart, that nothing can penetrate. 
it goes like this. Uh, what are you doing today? Oh, I don't know. Probably nothing. What are you doing today? Uh, I'm going to uh, out to play basketball with the guys. I'll be back later. Well, how much later? Yeah, three or four hours. Uh, um, uh, uh, something like that. Well, I was hoping that today we could just be the two of us together. How about you just play basketball tomorrow with the guys? And you stay here, please. Well, uh, Simone, those blue eyes are not going <laughs> to... I, those blue eyes are not gonna, um, <laughs> not gonna work on me this time. <laughs> oh, they're not blue. Um, what did you say? They're hazel. <laughs> blue, green, hazel, whatever. Oh, please. What, what about my offer? Would you just stay? See you later, some morning. Oh, come on, please. Uh, uh, see you later, oh. some morning. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> Hardness of heart. Hardness of heart. Your heart is so hard. It doesn't matter what your wife says. It doesn't matter what your husband says. And this is the most dangerous part of all. Because you live in the same house, but your heart is a million miles away. And uh, to be honest, that was me. (laughs) That was me. I lived in the same house with my wife. I lived in the same house with my kids. I've everything the good husband, a good father, a good son was supposed to do, but my heart was miles away. Maybe you you would say in the quietness of your heart that that's where you are too. The all-consuming job Consuming all of your time, consuming all of your energy, the emotional or physical attraction that uh, uh, to someone other than your spouse, the addiction that has you devouring all you have, the suppression that just makes it hard to even get up in the morning, criticism, contempt, hardness of heart. Those are the normal ways to fight. But though they are normal, that doesn't mean they're right. Uh, We need to learn not how to fight. 99% of the couples have that down pat, but have to fight right. And what we see in the scripture today are three core commitments from God's word that if uh, if we would follow them, we would learn to fight right. Save our marriage. Save our relationships. All right. So let's buckle up and drive in. Uh, uh, If you're taking notes, write this down. Uh, Our first commitment is listen to understand, not defend. Listen to understand, not defend. James 1.19 says this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Everyone should be quick to listen. Proverbs 18 says this, to answer before listening, that is folly and shame. To answer before listening. Research shows that nine out of ten marital arguments could be resolved if they would only see the issue from the other person's perspective. Nine out of ten 
conflicts would be resolved if the couple would step in to the other person's shoes. I used to have a magnet that said, and uh, this is funny, that said, before you criticize someone, you could uh, you should walk a mile in their shoes. That way, when you criticize them, you are a mile away, and you have the shoes. <laughs> Isn't that right? <laughs> but in all seriousness, nine out of ten marital arguments could be resolved is they would see the issue from the other person's perspective. Everyone should be quick to listen. First, we commit to listen to understand, not to defend. Second, if you're taking notes, we commit to speak for solutions, not for victory. Speak for solutions, not for victory. When we open our mouths to speak, our words to move us toward resolutions, not deeper into conflict. One of the biggest keys to speak for solutions and not for victory is to recognize that your marriage is not a zero-sum game. Win-win is a frame of mind that seeks mutual benefit. Uh, it's the attitude that says, if you win, I win too. If you win, I win too. Now, the truth of the matter is that you uh, same, uh, sometimes can't both win. For instance, for, uh, for the first few years of our marriage, Simone and I were engaged in a gridlock about one of the most important marital issues known to man, owning a dog. Owning a dog. We, want, uh, we both wanted a dog, but uh, that's one of the problem. We, uh, but we could not agree on what type of dog we wanted. Uh, I grew up with a, a big dog like this, a rag, uh, Labrador Retriever. Uh, Simone grew up on, uh, 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 with a small dog like this. <laughs> and so uh, we couldn't agree. And so um, uh, when it came down to it, God made uh, uh, one digger bigger and stronger and faster than the other. And that is exactly why we have a small dog. <laughs> a small dog. Oh, and I love that dog. <laughs> I love that dog. But when there is a possibility, we speak for solutions, not for victory. I heard someone said, and I am. Um, uh, I heard someone say, that when you win an argument, when you win an argument, you don't actually win anything at all. <laughs> when you win an argument, you don't actually win anything at all. Proverbs twelve eighteen says this: the uh, words of the reckless uh, pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. The tongue of the wise brings healing. I commit to speak for solutions, not victory. And third, and this is so important, we commit to resolve to forgive, not relive. Resolve to forgive, not relive. Ephesians 4 says this, in your anger, do not sin. 
uh, do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give a, uh, a devil a foothold. If we want to have a good marriage, there are some things, many things in life that we say, not worth it. <laughs> not worth it. Not worth paying the price for it. I think it was Ogden Nash who said, uh, to keep your marriage brimming with love, whenever you're wrong, admit it. And whenever you're right, shut up. <laughs> now, understand this. Releasings, uh, releasing does not mean sweeping it under the rug. Releasing does not mean acting like the fight never happened. In fact, uh, there is uh, probably nothing more harmful to a relationship and this bearing their offenses. True release can only happen when there is true resolution. True release can only happen when there is true resolution. That means for some of us, we need to get honest about where we've been wrong and seek out forgiveness. But others of you, and this is so hard, so hard, but others of you need to learn for, uh, to forgive and let go. Forgive and let go. I know there is many of us who have suffered deeply. I know there is many of us who have, um, have gone through a significant amount, a great amount of hurt and agony. Maybe a friend lied straight to your face or said some things that hurt you. Uh, maybe the fiancé who has deceived you and put you in a difficult place. Maybe a husband or a wife deceived you, betrayed you so many times. Maybe a person who was close to you and that should have been looking out for you instead took advantage of you and used you. And you're saying, how do I forgive that? <laughs> how do I forgive that? Even if I could, I don't want to. And I'm not here to tell you that it's going to be easy. I'm not here to tell you that it's going to be simple. Not at all. But it's possible. It's possible. Not by your strength. Not by your power. But their strength and power of a Holy Spirit working within you. The strength and power of your Holy Spirit working within you. There are some uh, things that need to be done as a uh, distance. Uh, sexual immorality, a manipulation, abuse. But even then, at a distance, and I know that it's hard, and I know there is a lot of work to be done, but even then... The command is to forgive. Colossians 3 says this, bear with, one, uh, bear with each other and forgive uh, whatever grievances you may have against another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. I want you, if you are in the seat or two next to you, to hold your spouse's hand. 
fiance's hand, you're, uh, if you're in a committed relationship, to hold your girlfriend's hand. Go ahead, hold your hand, uh, put your arm around him, uh, whatever. I want you to say that with me. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Uh, say it with me. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Again, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Uh, do it this time, but do it to your spouse. Uh, for your uh, fiancé, your boyfriend, or girlfriend, uh, say it with me. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Say it again. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Has the Lord forgiven you of your sins? <laughs> Has the Lord forgiven you even though you did not earn it, did not deserve it? Has the Lord forgiven you even though you, are, uh, you were still God's enemies? That's the, kind of, um, uh, that's the kind of forgiveness that he expects for you to. Many of you, uh, the majority of you, would say that your spouse, your fiancé, your boyfriend or girlfriend is not the enemy. They may feel like that in the moment, but that's false. That's a lie. The, uh, you care for them. You love them. You are lay down your life for them. It we could. They are not the enemy. The enemy seeks to steal and to kill and to destroy. The enemy is Satan himself. God loves people. God loves people, everyone. He wants everyone to come into a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. We said this before in the series before. It's not people that we're fighting against. It's not people that we're fighting against. It's the spiritual realms. Uh, um, uh, rulers, authorities, powers, and the spiritual forces of evil. It's not people that we're fighting against. And that's your heart today. That's your heart today. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. By the power of the Spirit, help me to listen, to understand, not defend. Help me to speak for solutions, not victory. Help me to, uh, more than anything else, resolve to forgive, not to relive. If that's your prayer today, no more criticism, no more contempt, no more hardness of heart. If that's your prayer today, and you mean it, forgive me of my criticism, uh, of criticism. Forgive me of my contempt. Forgive me of my hardness of heart. Help me to forgive as the Lord forgave you. If that's your heartfelt prayer today, yes, I am committed. We are committed to do whatever it takes in our marriage, whatever it takes with my kids, whatever it takes with my parents, whatever it takes with my friends. We are committed to do whatever it takes to fight right, to do whatever it takes. I want you to lift up both hands together, uh, husband and wife, uh, 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 husband and wife. We are committed to do whatever it takes. We are committed to do whatever it takes to fight right, to fight right.
Lord, we're in your presence today. Come and have your way in us. We are committed to do whatever it takes to not let the enemy win. We are committed to not uh, uh, take back our territory. Teach us to forgive. Teach us to forgive just as the Lord forgave us. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. I will continue to pray together. I want, you, uh, I want to speak spe- uh, specifically to those who are considering uh, starting out are starting over in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Maybe you saw yourself in the normal ways to fight. Criticism, uh, criticism, contempt, hardness of heart. These are the external signs, but they point towards an internal reality of one who is scared, confused, hurt, devastated. The enemy says, you will never be a good husband. You will never be a good wife. That's criticism, that contempt, that hardness of heart. No one would ever like you. No one would ever love you. Maybe today you have carried around a wounded heart for so long, divorce, abuse, addiction, that you won't let anyone in. But today, you are in the presence of God. The Father is right there beside you, saying, I love you. I love you. There is no one I'd rather be with than you right now. God loves you so much that it doesn't matter what you have done, where you have been, what you have said, or how far you have run. And today, you're ready. You say, that's me. That's what I need. I'm tired of running. I'm tired of striving. I'm tired of the criticism, contempt, hardness of heart. I need forgiveness. I need a Savior. If that's you this morning, I believe it. I need His grace. I need new life. I need His love. That's me. If you, uh, uh, that's you this morning, just lift up your hand high right now. Just lift them up high all over the sanctuary. Yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Everyone, if you would, all over the sanctuary, everyone praying with your neighbors, repeat after me. Heavenly Father, Forgive me of my sins. Make me new. Jesus, you died so I can be forgiven. You rose so I can be set free. 
free me with your spirit so I can follow you. I'm never turning back. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Can you celebrate with me new life in the kingdom today? (laughs) Church, God is doing something amazing in our midst. If you raised your hand for salvation, either uh, starting out or starting over in your relationship with Jesus, here's what I'd like for you to do. There are two tables in the back specifically for those of you who are starting out are starting over on your relationship with Christ. The staff has a gift for you uh, on your journey with Jesus. Stop by one of these two tables, introduce yourselves, and tell what Jesus has done through you. I am going to be back in the prayer room right down the hall for those who specifically like prayer specifically like prayer. Meet me down the hall, second room on the left. Remember, making those decisions was not the finish line. It's the starting point. Your journey with Jesus, your journey to freedom has just begun. If that's you today, just uh, you lift us up your hand. We are so blessed to celebrate with you. Pastor Don, we uh, um, uh, uh, could you lead us as we close? Uh, you uh, you responded. Come to the tables in the back of the sanctuary, so he, we can hear what Christ has done.